WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM uh, 98.5. Be sure to set one button on one level of your car radio for one and one on the other level for the other one. And uh, you'll be able to hear WPTF all the time and keep up on the news, the weather and the traffic, etc. And you'll be able to hear, among other things, many other things, the Tom Kearney Show, which is here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10 with a little bit of live and in real-time radio, as in this case on Friday night. I believe it's June the 25th. I, I always have to look at my computer, and it's what keeps my time, and it's been acting up lately. Uh, so I have to be, be careful. But we're, we're here every night of the week, as I said, and we hope you will join us when you can. Uh, we have some serious business that we do. Uh, we've, we've talked uh, this week about... Uh, some television items. Uh, my brother Stephen was our guest one night, and we talked about uh, sitcoms and the history of sitcoms. Uh, pharmacist Mike James was here one night, and we we talked about um, home home drugs and old timey drugs and home recipes to get yourself mustard plasters, things like that. The kind of stuff that that uh, came out of a rural culture. Uh, Vicks Vaporub and aspirin and so on. And the last night, of course. Uh, Lee Pace was our guest, and we talked about his new book about walking and and uh, walking as a part of playing golf and the, the importance of having a holistic approach to playing golf. So it was a it, it was a good good program. It was a good book. I recommend it to you. But when we we have a good week, we uh, on Friday night we can have a little fun and play our our Friday night trivia game, which we've been doing for yay many years now, and seem to have a lot of fun, and we have a a, a good turnout usually. I was talking with uh, our producer about uh, the fact that the last two or three weeks we've had a particularly good turnout. And so we're going to play trivia tonight. It's going to be potpourri trivia. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Used to, we tended to concentrate the whole program on one subject, like TV or movies or something. But now I've decided that the best thing is to have something for everybody. And uh, the way you play our trivia game is I give you a telephone number, 919-860-860. 9783, by the way, if you have letters on your telephone, works out to be our call letters, WPTF. So it could be 919-860-WPTF. You call that number, and Brittany, our producer, puts you on hold, and we end up asking you on the air if you know the answer, and we perhaps have a little conversation about it, and uh, have a pleasant Friday evening. We have one rule, and only one rule, and that is you can't look the answer up. Anybody can look the answer up. So you can't use your handheld device, your smartphone, your reasonably intelligent phone. You can't use your PC or your Mac. You can't even use an old-fashioned almanac that you pull down off the shelf. You've got to pretend like you're on a desert island and you're there and you don't have anything. You don't even have a soccer ball, thinking about the the picture with Tom Hanks. Uh, but you're, you're just there, and you have to pull whatever you, you, you answer out of your brain. There's one way you can get some help, and that is another human being can help you by whispering in your ear or speaking to you directly and saying, the answer to that is. But that's the only way, and it has to be a living human being that gives you that answer. Again, the telephone number is 
860-WPTF. And uh, some nights I get inspired by particularly one thing or another as we're preparing to do the program. And uh, I'm really not looking most of the time for things uh, to uh, to stump anybody, but rather to come up with, with questions that uh, usually are answerable. I try to include one scientific-type question every every night. And the one tonight I heard on somewhere else, but it has to do with, with the planets. And what I want to know about the planets is which is the hottest of the planets, the measurement of the temperature near, you know, near the surface of the planet, and which is the biggest of the planets. That one ought to be easy. The other one might not be so easy. But which is the hottest and which is the biggest? And they come together. If you can only get one of them, we'll save the other half and let somebody else answer it. Also, I was listening to the radio. I like to do that. And that's where I hear most music. And I've never bought much music, CDs, records, and so on. Some, but not very much. I tend to turn on my favorite radio station. In this case, I listen a lot when I drive to our sister station, 850, and try to guess the songs that they're going to play. They're from my, they're kind of the music that I, I've listened to most of my life. And I happened to hear a song that is sung by Arlo Guthrie. He did not write it. Of course, he's he's music royalty in the United States because he's the son of, of Woody Guthrie, the great folk singer of the, of the 30s and, and 40s. But Arlo has a song called The City of New Orleans. And what I want to know is something about the trip of the city of New Orleans. Where does the train leave from in 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 the version of the song? Where 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 does it pull out of? Okay. How many cars are there? How many riders are there? How many conductors? How many sacks of mail? And what are the people on the train for most part doing? And there's one place in the trip from where they start Chicago to New Orleans where they change cars. It's probably the, the city that is most mentioned in music in America. I've not, not done a survey, but I'm guessing that that's the case. But uh, if you know those answers, we'll, we'll see if we can pile up a list and and uh, develop uh, the song called The City of New Orleans. So there, there, that is, okay? 919-860, don't be bashful, 9783, 919-860-WPTF. I remember the advice my Baptist friends gave me, and they said, don't don't hide out in the back of the church. Come on down to the front and testify the way you testify in the front of our church as you dial up 919-860-9783. We started having some, some literature, some literature questions. I'm going to tell you the name of uh, a couple of books, and I want you to tell me who have written them. And I know it's that's not correct. It's just a little joke on my part. Who who has who wrote them? Uh, and uh, we'll have several selections of these. Just a pair here at the beginning, though. One book is the Gold Bug, the Gold Bug, and uh, the next one that goes with it. They'll come as a pair. And if you only get one, well, as I said, we'll save the other one and let somebody else get it. Uh, the next one is uh, the USA Trilogy by. Uh, well, I, I've actually blown that one. I gave you the wrong end of it. Tom, you got to shape up here, son. Uh, the the author, uh, the book is uh, The Movie Gore, and I want to know the author. Okay, I want to know The Gold Bug, and I want to know The Movie Gore. I want to know, and there's different authors for those. In fact, different centuries, a lot of time between them. 919-860-9783. Thought of some quotes. Uh, I love quotes, and in the book last night that uh, Lee Pace had, he, he had uh, 
it's sort of taken its title from a quote by uh, by Mark Twain. Mark Twain is supposed to have said about golf that it, it is a good walk ruined. And it was Lee's contention last night that it's quite the opposite true. It, it is, golf is a good walk to enjoy. And uh, so it, it, it was an appropriate way of using it. What I, what I want to know is uh, from a quotation. Let's see, uh, the quotation that I want you to have here at this point. I'm, I'm choosing. We're doing this a little bit of this on the fly here. The quotation that I want you. I regret, but that I have one life to give to my country. In my house, I have several needlepoint things that my sister has done of quotes that, that she likes. So I'm going to throw a couple of my personal hanging on my wall quotes in tonight. And one of the quotes that I like a lot is just two words. It's the same word twice. Simplify, simplify. So I want to know who who said simplify, simplify, and who said I regret, but that I have one life to give for my country. So there's a whole pile of trivia. You ought to be able to dig into that pile and find something you you want to take a shot at. 919-860-9783. I hope you will queue up and be waiting when we come back after this. <laughs> Tom Kearney here on the Tom Kearney Show for this Friday night. One reason we like to play trivia on Friday night, it means that we've made it through another week successfully, and and uh, that's good. And we have a nice weekend coming up. That's good. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue along, and we hope you will join us as you can. And our first caller tonight is with us. Todd, good evening. You're on WPTF. I, I thought about you yesterday when I was, uh, last night when I was interviewing the guy about golf courses because a lot of the ones that he talked about were at one end of Moore County, but you're, of course, at the other end of Moore County. That's exactly yeah, because I know, like, uh, number nine course is one of the most uh, famous courses in the world, you know, so Ponders has a very well-deserved reputation for uh, great golf courses. Well, uh, the number two course at Pinehurst is the one one of the ones that was on his list. That's right, he, he, number two, yeah. I, I, he checked off uh, about 18 representative courses, and, you know, where uh, they play kind of classic golf. And so I, I, don't, I, I won't describe it appropriately, but uh, there were three or four mid-pines, I think, is is, there, is one of the ones in, in uh, southern, the southern pines, Pinehurst, Aberdeen area. But anyway, I thought about you and everything. But Europe, of course, is... Up at the other end of the county. Now, which one of our questions are you going to try to answer tonight? I'm going to answer your two questions about the planets. Okay, the planets, all right. Uh, the hottest planet, if my memory serves me correctly, is Venus. Very good. That's the one I thought you would, nobody would get, but that you're exactly right. All right. And the largest would be Jupiter. Okay. Now, which one do you think is the smallest? No, this wasn't a part of the question, but we, right. we might as well take a couple That's more. That's a good question. I'm... I'm revolving between um, Uranus and Pluto, but I'm not sure of the two of them. Well, I don't think Uranus is. I think it's fairly large, and Pluto has been demoted, so you can't count it. It's not called a planet now. It's a, It has some other designation. There are people who want to argue about that. Mercury probably is the answer. Uh, All right. And it, All right. it isn't the hottest planet because it doesn't have an atmosphere and therefore doesn't hold any heat, if you know what I mean. That's That's the... The thing that Venus has is some kind of atmosphere. There, 
they recently they've started trying to discover what kind, you know, methane or something like that. Well, there it is. You're ready to embark on your weekend now, having displayed your knowledge on the radio at WPTF. Well, the thing about it is, I, I try to be humble about uh, my vast intellect. Well, I, I, I can testify <laughs> to the fact that in general you have been humble. In general, once in a while you. But <laughs> <laughs> all of us do. <laughs> this is why we have so much fun. We know we're, we know we're all right. But yes, anyway, we have, thank you for joining us, and I always like to hear from you just to know that you're out there, okay? I appreciate it, Tom. It's always good talking to you. Todd, thank you a lot. Right. Todd is a member of our radio family and historically has been one of the earlier calls in in the hour, uh, whichever night it happens to be, but particularly on Friday night. Joining him as a member of our radio family is a gentleman who has come late to the fair, but he's he's a regular attender. Uh, I say to come late, that we've been on yeah, about 30-some years, and he's been around for about the last four or five. Does that sound right to you, Anthony? That sounds right, Thomas. You were probably listening, but uh, you may not have called, or you may not have may not have been listening, for all I know. But I'm going to pretend that you were. But which question are you going to answer tonight? Well, I'm going to try to go for the uh, Arlo Guthrie song, at least one or three questions. I don't know how many I get of that, but uh, well, you can you can unroll that 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 script all you want to. Just do them all. Okay, I, I think the train pulled out of Kankakee, Illinois. There you go. Which is, I actually was driving to Chicago one time, and and it wasn't the city of New Orleans, but I happened to be stopped at a railroad crossing in Kankakee, Illinois, and a train went by, and I thought, well, you never know. And it, my imagination ran wild there for about a minute. But uh, I must have um, the they truck. changed cars at Memphis, Tennessee. There you go. And the only other thing I know about the song, I've heard it before, but you know, as far as memorizing the lyrics. I think it's 25 sacks of mail. Three conductors, 25 sacks of mail. There, there you go. There are 15 cars and 15 restless riders, three conductors and 25 sacks of mail. They're playing cards. A penny a point ain't nobody keeping score. Wow, you got it. Somebody, I just like the song. It's a, and, and one of the things I like about that song is the, the musicians in doing the, the music have created something that sounds like a train. You know, then it, does. it must be it must be a name for that, but it, it and and it's been covered a lot. Well, uh, I know your uh, sister station. I do hear the Arlo Guthrie version. I also hear the Willie Nelson version every once in a while. And there's somewhere I have seen on YouTube or somewhere um, Arlo and Willie and a fe- one female country singer. I don't remember who it was Dottie West or somebody doing the, the particular song, but uh, no. Uh, uh, as I said, Arlo Guthrie is uh, is American music royalty because his father, you know, was uh, one of the preeminent uh, real uh, country, not really country, but what am I trying to say? Uh, I think he was more into folk music. Folk music. There you go. And I'm protesting. But he did. Uh, he did. This land is your land, and that's that's a great song. Still is. I think he wrote that song. As a matter of fact, he did. And, and uh, during the era of the Great Depression. Right, and I used to have a record that somebody gave me called Dust Bowl Ballads, and it was by it was a collection of Arlo Guthrie songs. And moving wow. around, some somehow it's disappeared, and I'm sad that it's the case. But when Woody was sick, and then I'll we'll move along. He in in his dying days, you know, he he his family had 
Huntington's Korea, that um, he did. disease that is um, passed from generation to generation. But Arlo, it turns out, didn't have it. I think one of his sisters uh, did. But uh, a young guy named Bob Dillon, actually his name was not Dillon at that point, but used to go visit him in the hospital. And, uh, and so you've got kind of a line of transmission of the, you know, of the talent there somewhere. But anyway, you you got it, and uh, I hope you hear the song soon. It will be, it will be good for you, okay? It's a good thing. All right, Tom, okay. good to talk with you, and I'll let you go, and you have a great weekend. You too. Stay out of trouble if you can, okay? I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. That's Anthony from Broadway, in case you don't know where Broadway is. It's somewhere on 421 uh, near... Um, near uh, Sanford, as a matter of fact, I think, and, and, and the other way, you would probably come to Lillington somewhere along the way. I have been there a number of times, but uh, we have a lot of listeners in Lee County and in that particular area and down in that direction, and in fact, as far as Pinehurst and Southern Pines, and we, we appreciate them. 919-860-9783 is the number that you call if you want to answer one of our trivia questions. Uh, since uh, I haven't heard from Brittany, I'm going to assume that nobody is waiting at this point. Is that the truth, Brittany? We actually do have a caller. I was getting ready to chime in. Mark from Raleigh. Okay, put Mark on. Mark, good evening. You're on WPTF. Yeah, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Doing well, thank you. I'm enjoying okay. a nice uh, respite from the heat. Yes, it's it's just just the right temperature. It's not too chilly yeah. and uh, not, not too warm. And, uh, yes. Event, I wanted uh, to uh, answer the question about uh, I only have uh, my regrets. Only have one life to uh, lose for my country, and uh, that is uh, the words of uh, Nathan Hale, the American revolutionary spy. Yeah, you didn't look it up, did you? No, I know that one. Uh, he uh, was only 21. I know when he died, he was very young, and uh, he was a spy. I know in uh, New York, behind the lines for Washington. But uh, he was a school teacher, I think, in real life. But he disguised himself as a school teacher from Holland, and when he got caught. But uh, there's a couple of theories on how he got caught. One was that his cousin was a uh, a loyalist and uh, betrayed him, and the other, of course, that uh, some ranger, uh, a Queens ranger, saw him in a bar and betrayed him. and recognized him. Well, so, you but, certainly uh, do. You certainly know your stuff there. You know know about it. How how did this come to happen? Do you have a particular interest in the Revolutionary War or the Revolutionary War period? We've yeah, I'm a, a I'm a Revolutionary War reenactor too. Also, ah, and, good. Um, yeah, so uh, that history has always been important to me. So, uh, but uh, it's interesting um, how he's you know always been a, a hero um, in American history, but I think these days he's sort of one of the forgotten. He's not really talked about much in schools. Well, that's actually why I picked him because he is forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, I, is, I wanted yes. to look for, for not uh, you know General Burgoyne or somebody like that or right. or uh, you know the more obvious names. I'm trying to think of the name right now. I'm getting old and losing my mind of the guy that uh, Benedict Arnold. That's who I was trying to think of. You know, those are the names you tend to think of, and of course he was on the other side of the coin. He's the one right. who betrayed. Uh, yeah. American forces and so on. Right. Um, well, he died penniless and forgotten in London, so you could say he got his just desserts for his treachery. But uh, Nathan Hale is not forgotten, and you and I are doing what we can for that. Yes. I'm, I'm going to need to go here because it's about time to check on the news of the present day. But okay. thank you so much for joining yes, us tonight. Thank you, Take Enjoy care. Thank you. The Tom Kearney Show on WPTF.
my goodness, if I can find that card, 9.35 on a Friday night, uh, Tom Kearney here at uh, WPTF, June 25th, and we're in our first week of summer, and it's been pretty good so far. We haven't uh, had any excessive temperatures, and it's really been kind of mild and nice, uh, and we had a couple of really good days when when we didn't have as much rain. I think we're, we've got some on promise, but we'll, we'll need to keep a... Keep an eye out for that, and you'll need to stay tuned to WPTF to find out what the weather forecast is. Friday Night Trivia is the game tonight. Um, usually at the halfway mark, we promo things if we have something to promo. And I want to tell you that Monday night, uh, Dr. Edward Funkhauser, who is the keeper of the role for the necrology, which is a list of those people who have died, and in this case, it's people who have died in the year 2021, and who deserve to be remembered. Sometimes people pass away and they slip away and you don't realize that they've gone. And uh, one of, for instance, there is uh, uh, Gavin McLeod, who, who played Captain Stubick on The Love Boat and who was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Frank Bonner, who played uh, uh, the uh, salesman on WKRP, the guy with the loud sports coats, and so on. He died, too. So, uh, And we've had some sports figures to pass on. So Ed will be with us on Monday night. So I hope you will tune in and look forward to to talking with you then. Tonight we're doing trivia, as I say, and it's potpourri trivia. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. We've retired the trivia related to the song, The City of New Orleans, and also the the planet, which is which planet is the uh, the hottest and which one is the biggest. I want to throw a couple of more from a different category in now to give other people, I, I like to do geography questions, and I thought tonight, well, I'll just look up the capitals of Europe, and I'm going to I'm going to name maybe three countries, maybe four, and uh, let's say three, and you tell me what the capitals of those countries are. Uh, and uh, the, the, the first country is the Netherlands. What is the capital of the Netherlands? And that's a little bit tricky. There's a, there's a trick about that, but but it can be surmounted, and you very well, well, somebody will know the answer to that. What is the capital of Germany, and what is the capital of Serbia? S e r b i a, Serbia. There, there are three for you. Okay. What is the capital of uh, the Netherlands, of Germany, and uh, Serbia? Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Remember, uh, you cannot. Uh, look the answer up. You cannot uh, use your handheld device or your PC or, or uh, well, any kind of help uh, except from a living human being, the person who's helping you wash the dishes or uh, work in your workshop or driving along the road with you. And be careful if you're driving along the road, by the way. And don't uh, don't uh, get into trouble or, or uh, get run over by anybody as you are doing that. 919-860-9783. I had a couple of books that I put out there uh, for the literary lot, uh, a book named, named The Gold Bug and a book called The Movie Gore. Those are two books. I want to know the author of each of those. It's not the same person. In fact, they were composed about 110 or 120 years apart. But uh, who wrote The Gold Bug? He's a famous guy. And, uh, in fact, I think... Uh, I read an article about him recently and said that he's probably the most influential American author. But uh, that that's a hint. But he wrote a book called The Gold Bug. And the other book is The Movie Gore. One I think I think it won the Pulitzer Prize. Uh so it's it's something that you possibly should know about. Nine one nine 
860-9783. So we've got some geography questions. We've got some literature questions. I uh, told you uh, that I fished out some quotes, and we had a Nathan Hale quote a little bit earlier. Uh, the uh, the quote uh, that I, I'm going to put a couple out there uh, and see if you can tell me something about them. Don't fire until you've seen the whites of their eyes. You tell me where, where that was said, and if you know the name, and even if you, even if you don't, you can tell me where it was said. If you know the name, tell me who said it. Don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes. The explanation when I looked it up to double check, it said that he may have said the guy who said it. Don't fire until you see the color of their eyes. But uh, I think the point is the same. So. But where was it said, and in what period? And uh, we have met the enemy, and they are ours. We have met the enemy, and they are ours. Who said that? I can remember reading a book, uh, one of my one of my young people's biographies, uh, published by Bob Merrill back when I was in about the fourth grade, fifth grade, somewhere along in there. And it was about this guy, and he was not the most famous of Americans. He's he's well known. You you could know his name. Uh, we have met the enemy, and they are ours. That's what he's probably most remembered for now. But I want to know what his name was and who the enemy were and, and things like that. 919-860-9783. But I think I'm going to put out a couple of more books here because I looked up a couple of mystery mystery novels. And some people read mysteries. I do like to read mysteries, and I like both of these. So I want you to tell me who wrote The Big Sleep who wrote The Big Sleep, and who wrote The Maltese Falcon. You may be familiar with the movie, but of course it was based on a book, and I want to know who wrote the book. The book is almost as good as the movie, and uh, The Big Sleep is uh, the movie. There was a movie of it, too, and it had uh, Humphrey Bogart and uh, Lauren Bacall in it uh, when they were uh, hot for each other back in in the 40s. But the Big Sleep, who wrote that? And who wrote uh, The Maltese Falcon? 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, Brittany, do we have any callers yet? We do. We have Henry from Raleigh. Okay. He, Henry is a literature, I think he likes liter, literature questions. So, And if you want to join Henry, 919-860-9783. Henry, good evening. You're on WPTF. Good evening, Tom. Uh I'm going to try the uh, question about the capitals in the European nations. Um, <clears throat> Germany, um, that is now Berlin. Yes. And yeah, um, well, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, I, I, I like to play with these questions. Uh, uh, before the Germany was reunited, when it was divided, the western portion of it, uh, tell tell me the capital of that. You probably know the capital. On the uh, Bond, B-O-N-N. Right. You know, I have read or in some history lesson, history course I took, that uh, they chose Bonn, the Germans did when they, the country was divided, because they, they wanted, it, it's not a significant city as a lot of other places, like it, it's near Cologne, for instance, which is a much more significant city in Hamburg and so on, oh, yeah. because they didn't want any city when they, they always believed they would go back together and they didn't want any city that would compete with Berlin. So uh, mm, That's uh, interesting. It, it is to me. That's the kind of thing that makes history interesting. Okay, now I think we had, what, did we have three? Is that the number yes, we had? Yes, sir. Uh, the, Netherlands was, the Netherlands was the first. 
and in the Netherlands. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm going to tell you um, what I know, but uh, I think I may have heard that there are two different capital cities. One is administrative, and the other is like uh, parliamentary or house of, uh, seat of state. But the one we think of is the one I think of is The Hague. The Hague is one, and I can't remember. I think uh, the, the Hague is. Well, do you know? I can't. I can't remember whether it is the administrative capital or the uh, where the I, legislature meets. Uh, I, b- I believe. I believe the Hague is the legislative capital, and Amsterdam is the um, uh, administrative capital. There you go. There you go. Another country that is like that is South Africa. In fact, South Africa has three capitals. Wow. Uh, and uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg and one other one. Uh, that will probably be a question on some other night. So okay, you, you look it up and be ready for it. But you you've got two capitals, uh, and you're right, Amsterdam and the Hague. And the, and the Hague, I think, is where the the international court meets too. It's uh, yeah, that's uh, I believe that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay, we've got one more. And uh, well, Serbia, I'm I'm confused about that because it's changed so much, especially since the 1990s war. But um, I'm going to guess Sarajevo. Say again? Sarajevo. I don't think that's right. I, I, if I had had to guess, I would say if you could figure out what the capital of Yugoslavia was, you, you that could was, say yes. Belgrade. Yeah. Belgrade. And, the, and the list that I've got says that the capital of Serbia, it, Serbia is Bel. I say, wait a minute, is Belgrade. Good. So, that's good to know. That's very good to know. Yeah, it is, and, uh, and Serbia is, I think, was the was one of the largest pieces and most substantial pieces of uh, of Yugoslavia when they put it together, and the little Slavs, as they were known, Russia being the big Slavs. I've always been fascinated, Henry, and you might have been. I think you have some, made some study of history with the origins of World War One, and once you get into that, you get into things like what were the Serbs doing, because they are the people who shot the Archduke in in. Yeah. and uh, it was partly because they wanted to create a a greater Serbia, what basically what Yugoslavia was, but they never never got to to turn it into what they wanted it to be in before it you know before World War Two and the end of Tito's reign and, and so on. That's that's a history lesson for another night. But but you've got them. You want to Thanks, try sir. one more just to have some frosting on your cake? Sure. I'm just going to pick one out here and and, and not try to pick one real hard or. Are are real uh, real uh, uh, easy. What is the capital of Switzerland? It may not be as easy as you think. Okay, I'm going to blow this one up, but I'm going to try it anyway. Uh, Bern, B E R N. Right, Bern. I might have guessed Zurich if it had been me, but Bern, in fact, is the capital. And you know, the first capital of North Carolina was official capital. I think was New Bern, uh, which was right. settled by by people from Switzerland. Uh, and that's the Newburn down on the coast in North Carolina. And they settled about 1710. But there you go. Well, I hope you've had a, a, a nice week. Uh, you called the other night, and it was kind of late, I think, and John said uh, there was no way we were going to have any successful call. Oh, that, that, was, that was no problem at all. But one little quick question, Tom. Uh, back to the subject of uh, Serbia. Don't you think it's rather odd that a nation as small and insignificant as Serbia would be the place where World War One got uh, touched off. Well, well, I do, but uh, uh, well, they were about 
trying to do was to create a larger nation and bring bring all the Serbs under one rule. That had happened in Germany. It kind of happened in the United States, you know, the United States of, of America. And, and one of the, the images that went out to, to emulate was uh, something like the United States of Germany, the United States of Italy. And, wow. uh, and one of the problems were uh, a good number of Serbs who are... Uh, I'm not sure the right language to use, but certainly different from Germans, and uh, were a part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and and the Serbian idea was that they should not be ruled by Austrians or Hungarians. They should be ruled. And behind them, they had the the big Serb uh, of all, and that's the Russians. Oh, yeah. That that meant... uh, since they knew the Russians would back them up or felt like they would, they they did things that they probably shouldn't have done. And, of course, the assassination of the Archduke was done by a group of terrorists. They're called the Black Hand. And uh, that's, there's some fascinating books about that. And If you ever have time, sit down and read those. But thank you for joining us tonight. My pleasure, always. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Good night. Okay. And that is uh, another caller here, and I think we've got to look at the clock. We need to take a break. We've got some questions on the board. I want to know who wrote The Big Sleep and who wrote uh, The Maltese Falcon, who wrote The Gold Bug, and who wrote The Movie Goer. And those are, I think, relatively easy. And so uh, uh, let's see if we can get somebody to come up with those. Uh, Maybe I could throw out one more group of European capitals uh, for someone to, to take a look at. Kind of a hard one. Uh, we'll, we'll give you. We'll give you three. Uh, what is the capital of Slovakia? What is the capital of, of uh, Denmark? That's an easy one. That's a very, very easy one. And what's the capital of Romania? Nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. We'll be back. That is called bumper music in the radio business, and that means we're bumping back in. My name is Tom Kearney, and this is the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10, and Friday night we play trivia when we can, and we've had a bunch of potpourri trivia questions tonight, some having to do with science and the planets and some having to do with literature, and uh, at least one uh, taking apart uh, Arlo Guthrie's uh, rendition of... Uh, the city of New Orleans. He, he actually didn't write it. I think a guy named Steve Earle wrote it. The guy's name certainly was Steve, but uh, he was not as good uh, at uh, talent as, as Arlo. And Arlo was the one who had the hit. But I sometimes when I want to mellow out, I just put that on and listen to it, and along with a few other songs. So, such as West Virginia, Country Roads, Take Me Home, the John Denver song. Uh, I was listening to it tonight to see if there was anything we could use in it. And at one place in the song, he says, something reminds him of his home far away, that he should have been there yesterday. If you're really sharp, you can tell me right now, very quickly, what reminded him of home? 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. John Denver and Country Roads. Something reminds him of where... He should have been perhaps yesterday. And so maybe you can check that one out and let us know about that. And I just can't believe we don't have any literary winners tonight. But who wrote The Gold Bug and who wrote The Movie Gore? Movie Gore won a Pulitzer Prize in 1961. Remember, you can't look it up. The Gold Bug was written, I think, about 1840. 
that might give you a little hint right there, by a man who's regarded, I think, as the American author who's had the most influence in the world, in, in the world of literature. And I threw you a couple more. I like mysteries, and uh, two mysteries that are uh, good to read and good to watch the movies are The Big Sleep and The Maltese Falcon. They're not uh, by the same person. I want to know who each one of them is by, and I can recommend the books to you and the movies. And I think we had the movies uh, on The Maltese Falcon on a movie thing. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart's actually in both of these movies. Lauren Bacall is only in The Big Sleep. But I, I didn't realize that. I had forgotten that. Sidney Greenstreet is in one of them. He's in the Maltese Falcon for sure. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF if you uh, are one of those. Let me remind you also that uh, next week, uh, Monday night, uh, Dr. Funkhauser will be here. Dr. Funk, as we like to call him, to uh, talk about the necrology and update the the uh, the list of those who have passed away in this year. Tuesday night, my brother Stephen, who uh, helps me out a lot, uh, uh, he is a, a Civil War aficionado, and he and I are going to talk about the first uh, week of July in the year 1863, because in that week, uh, July 1, 2, 3, uh, you had the Battle of uh, Gettysburg taking place. Many regarded as the turning point of the Civil War. We're going to talk about the military stuff now. And the other is the Battle of Vicksburg, which ended at that point with a concession by the, the South. Do I hear Jim Croce? Is he coming out from, from behind the screen? Okay, we're going to listen to him. He's our signature. This means we're going to go, and we'll join you again on Monday night. You can keep the dying. 